Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Now, the gaming industry is a rather cutthroat place. There are several developers, publishers, and manufacturers out there who blindly put money before quality, and they start taking massive risks by putting out mediocre and often unfinished products. So let's take a look at them today. As I'm Jules, this is WhatCulture.com, and these are the 10 biggest risks in video games that didn't pay off. Number 10. Stadia completely fails to set the world on fire. Anyone remember Stadia? As hard as it is to believe, given that you never hear about it, Google's attempt at breaking into gaming with their new cloud streaming platform Stadia is actually still around. This thing was an absolute disaster from the start. Firstly, the name, what is that about? Does Stadia really scream future of gaming to anyone? No, not even you at the back? Yeah, you're right, it's a terrible name. Then the actual reveal, marketing and complete shambles of trying to get promised features implemented. Then, on top of that, there was the completely mediocre list of games on the platform platform, and a terrible pricing model that was immediately beaten by Game Pass on Xbox platforms. The original plan with Stadia was for Google to add its own games to the platform using its own studios, but lack of demand for the product led to the closure of said studios, loss of their jobs, and a significant scaling back on that project. Now, Google, of course, is able to push out a product and take a massive financial hit and barely bat an eyelid, but the whole thing's just been an embarrassment from start to finish. At this point, the grave is dug, it's just a question of whether Google decides to lay Stadia to rest in it. Number 9. A live service AAA Avengers game completely falls apart. Square Enix shouted Disney from the rooftops. Here is the license to make a game based on the hottest property in the world, the Avengers. Have fun, and remember, with great power comes great responsibility. And with a swish of a cape, Disney was gone, and Square Enix was left to their own devices. Turns out, they probably shouldn't have been. As Marvel Avengers is everything an Avengers game shouldn't have been. Instead of being a fantastic AAA game made in the same style as Rocksteady's uber-popular and definitive superhero adventures, the Batman Arkham Trilogy, Avengers instead decided to go straight for the live service model. While there's a glimmer of hope with the storyline in Avengers, the whole thing is just soured by all of the loot, all of the menus, all of the microtransactions, where you can pay real dollars for XP boosts, ugh, gross, and all of the drip-fed content. If you've played this, then you've probably spent most of the experience wondering to yourself, why? Square Enix and developers Crystal Dynamics should have asked the very same question. Despite initial decent sales, word soon got out about Avengers' pretty soulless gaming loop, and it ended up causing Square Enix to lose over $60 million. Number 8. Dead Space 3 removes horror, adds co-op, and microtransactions. Cheers. 
Oh, EA, what did you do to our boy? Despite both Dead Space and its fantastic sequel Dead Space 2 being released to critical acclaim and strong sales, that just wasn't enough for publishers EA. No, they needed more. They needed Dead Space 3 to go for the latest trends and rake in some of that sweet, sweet extra cash. And their solution for doing this? Why, it was to remove all of the scariness of their iconic survival horror IP in favour of action scenes, and then chucking in some generic new characters so that people could play co-op, and then pack the game full of intrusive microtransactions. In short, it was awful. The whole thing resulted in people souring on the franchise, and sales of the game were way, way below EA's lofty expectations. The game did so much damage that it not only completely eradicated the Dead Space IP from existence for several years until the reboot was announced last year, but it was also the catalyst for Visceral Games, the talented studio that worked on the first two games, closing their doors for good in 2017. Number 7. Duke Nukem Forever finally comes out, but maybe they shouldn't have bothered. After floundering in the depths of development hell for seemingly, well, forever, Duke Nukem Forever finally saw the light of day in 2011. The game was first announced in 1997. Since that time, it didn't resurface until 2007, where a short video was shown, then development once again was apparently tumultuous as it disappeared for the best part of another four years. This means we waited a whole decade for this game. Was it worth the wait? Hell no! No! God no! Duke Nukem Forever is an embarrassment. It plays terribly, the protagonist Duke is a sexist pig whose jokes are just not funny, and the game is highly offensive throughout. The worst thing about this entire title is probably the achievement Turd Burglar, which literally lets Duke pick up a piece of crap and use it to draw on things. That is this game in a nutshell. The whole long, protracted game development clearly had an effect on the finished title. Not only was Duke's attitude and humour way out of date, but the actual mechanics of the game were extremely archaic as well. Duke Nukem Forever once held the Guinness World Record for longest development period of a game for 14 years and 14 days. Trust me, they shouldn't have bothered. Number 6. Cyberpunk 2077 and Rebuilding the Story Around Keanu Reeves We all know the story with Cyberpunk 2077. Thought to be the next big thing from Golden Developer's CD Projekt Red, we waited the best part of a decade for this title to come out. Sadly, thanks to a huge amount of bugs and an extremely problematic launch, Cyberpunk definitely did not live up to this potential. But what you might not know is that development of Cyberpunk was far from smooth. Apparently, despite a reveal in 2013, full development didn't actually start until 2017, where multiple in-progress systems were scrapped, new ideas were implemented, and the overall presentation of the game changed dramatically. One of the biggest changes around the time of this reboot was apparently centered around Keanu Reeves. Apparently, the actor was enjoying playing Johnny Silverhand so much, he expressed interest in a much larger part than he originally had, meaning the studio heads bowed to the potential of a Keanu-fronted game, and the storyline had to be overhauled. With a team already pushed to breaking point with crunch and trying to make several unobtainable release dates, even multiple delays couldn't bring this game together. CDPR would see multiple key staff depart during Cyberpunk's development, with every last problem laid bare in public on launch. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. JD Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com.
A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. This podcast is brought to you by Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it just makes hiring all in one place so easy because you just get unparalleled access to job seekers. Plus, listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash WCG. Just go to Indeed.com slash WCG right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash WCG. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Number five, the Sega Saturn and Dreamcast lose the console war, so Sega withdraws from hardware production. Nowadays, the big three in the gaming industry are Nintendo, Xbox, and PlayStation, but back in the day, you could also have added Sega to that list as well. As a hardware manufacturer, Sega enjoyed a large amount of success with its arcade business, and then with the Master Systems in homes, before exploding in popularity when they debuted the Genesis slash Mega Drive, a strong rival for Nintendo's Super Nintendo Entertainment System. Sega hoped to keep the momentum going with their hardware after the Mega Drive's capabilities were no longer good enough, and their success at the Saturn was their big hope to do that. Unfortunately, the Saturn had extremely stiff competition in the form of the original PlayStation. After years of an ongoing price war between them and Sony, the final nail in the coffin came when Nintendo also released the Nintendo 64, effectively killing sales of the Saturn off completely. Not admitting defeat, Sega then unveiled the Dreamcast in 1999. Despite being hailed as being way ahead of its time with built-in internet connectivity and several innovative games, the Dreamcast did not sell very well, and was once again hit extremely hard by Sony's announcement of the PS2. In 2001, just two years after the Dreamcast's release, Sega admitted defeat, shutting its hardware division and becoming a software developer for other platforms. Number 4. Nintendo giving Philips free reign to make a Zelda game now, the big Ninty is usually very protective of their first-party titles, preferring to make them in-house with trusted partners, but in the case of the Zelda property, it was once loaned out with terrible results. Back in the 90s, Nintendo decided to let Philips Interactive Media produce a series of three adventure games for their CDI. Known as Link, The Faces of Evil, Zelda, The Wand of Gamelon, and Zelda's Adventure, the games are utterly and totally bizarre. They received very little input from Nintendo as to what to do with their games, and we use that term loosely as they're almost most not, and Philips produced a weird mix of full-motion video cinematics with terrible acting and incredibly rough animation, topped off with weird side-scrolling or top-down sections that just did not work at all. As sales of the Philips CDI were extremely poor, sales of these three bizarre Zelda titles were also utterly terrible. These games are also one of the only titles in Zelda series where Link is actually voice acted and says words. However, after hearing his voice actor, you probably wish that they hadn't done that. Number 3. Rebooting Sonic the Hedgehog with Sonic 06 
Now, Sega must have been quietly confident that their 2006 reboot of Sonic was going to be successful. After all, it had the simple title of Sonic the Hedgehog, implying that this was meant to be a bold new restart for the blue blur. It was very much not that. In fact, Sonic 06 was perhaps the worst game that Sonic has ever starred in, and is considered one of the worst games, and say it with me kids, of all time! Part of an extremely rushed development to meet release date, Sonic 06 is full of bugs, incredibly frustrating to play, and it also features a giant blue hedgehog being the love interest of a human female as they share a snog at the end. It is, oh, it is chilling stuff. The story itself is also shockingly bad, with a dark tone not befitting of the Sonic series, and it's stuffed full of too many characters to play as. And ultimately, the game resulted in Sega completely rethinking how the Sonic series would work in the future, and any storyline development since completely ignores the events of this title. Number 2. The microtransactions were strong with Star Wars Battlefront 2 Another huge IP, another developer completely bumbling it and ruining it for everyone for the sake of making some money. When EA got the Star Wars license, people were, understandably, quite worried. EA had developed a reputation for money over quality at this point, and for them to get their hands on Star Wars, which is an IP guaranteed to print money, I'm not going to say all the time, was very concerning indeed. Star Wars Battlefront, a reboot of the game of the very same name from several years ago, was released in 2015. It was a decent title which allowed everyone to fulfill their fantasy of taking part in some Star Wars iconic battle scenes. Then came the sequel. Battlefront 2 looked fantastic, but under the surface, it was an absolute mess of grinding and trying to get people to invest in microtransactions. Let us not forget that this game launched with Darth Vader himself locked under an absolutely massive grind or a microtransaction purchase to unlock him quicker. Gross. To say that the backlash to the game's microtransactions was huge was like calling the Death Star a small moon, because that is no small moon, my friend. The Reddit post where the community team of EA trying to smooth things over was the most downvoted in the history of the platform. Since then, developers DICE have completely had to revamp the game's economy to remove all of the microtransaction crap, but the damage was unfortunately done. And number one, the insane development story of Kingdoms of Amalur. Kingdoms of Amalur Reckoning, aka the best RPG that no one bothered playing, has an incredibly interesting backstory. In fact, I actually did a full video of this here, which you can watch if you want to. It's, it's got me from a few years ago, back when I had a bit more of a spring in my step, and it was a very fun video to make, so I suggest you check it out. But here it is, in short, if it can't be bothered. Originally conceived as an MMO, Amalur had 10,000 pages worth of story content and world-building constructed by fantasy author R.A. Salvatore. Then there's the involvement of Kurt Schilling, a former baseball pitcher who loved himself an MMO. He wanted to make his own title, so alongside the famed author, they approached the US state of Rhode Island for a loan, promising that their team would make loads of jobs in the area. The state obliged, and Schilling was gifted $75 million for the game and his studio. But the problem was is that they spent all of it, and then some. Because despite being more than a decent game with hours and hours of content, Amala is still considered a massive commercial failure. It needed to sell 3 million copies just to break even, and only achieved sales of 1 1.2 million. 38 Studios, the developers, then couldn't pay back the state-funded $75 million loan and were forced to shut down in the same year that Amala released. THQ Nordic then retained the rights to the IP and it received a second chance in 2021 when it was re-released as Kingdoms of Amala Re-Reckoning. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.